What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Motion Show, episode four of season two. Super excited to be here hanging out with my wife, Brianna. Hey, guys. What's up? Why is, why, why is your voice so low? It got so low. Hey, guys. What's up? Now, do it in your girly voice. Hey, guys. What's up? Yeah, that's it. Now, I don't even know who you are anymore. Um, yeah, so we're just sitting uh, out on the porch drinking some Killcliff energy drinks. Shout out to those guys. They are um, our partners. We are ambassadors of Killcliff Kill energy drinks and CBD I'm drinks. I'm the legendary lemon berry right now, Ignite. And the Ignites have 150 milligrams of caffeine. And they're very good. I really enjoy them. They have a very natural flavor. And I am enjoying a... CBD mango peach. It's called mango tango. It's like mango and peach. It's pretty delicious. So, uh, not to mention, also has a hundred percent of your daily B12 vitamins, which is really good for energy, natural energy, and 50% of your B6. Yeah, so go to killcliff.com to order some killcliffs and use the code Gooch in the Motion 10 to get 10% off. And shout out to Killcliff. So, yeah, so, um, What's going on in the world these days? Let's see. Um, I saw a crazy wasp the other day with like three stingers. Oh, yeah? It wasn't a murder hornet. But you sure it wasn't a murder hornet? I'm sure, yeah, but I thought it was going to murder me. It was crazy. In its entirety, it was probably like three inches, and the stinger thing was two inches of that three. And apparently the stinger is to inject their eggs into other... Bugs. Spiders, right? Spiders was one. Other, other beetles. Spider wasps. Yeah, just so that we, was just terrifying. what we need for 2020. Spider wasps. Yeah. Well, that sounds terrifying. I think I'd rather have the corona get me than the, the spider wasps. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, look. Our president seemed to have a pretty crazy interview the other day. I don't know if you saw it, but I don't think uh, I did. he had a lot of uh, graphs and papers that kind of looked like a. Eighth grader, it was just kind of like bar graphs. Like he had just been introduced to numbers. Yes, it was like bar graphs, and he's just like talking to this guy, and this guy is clearly much smarter than the president. And I mean, I feel like when the you know before the pandemic and everything, when the economy was good and everything, mm-hmm. it's like okay, I'll concede that Donald Trump might be really good at business and was doing a good job at business, but now. <laughs> Now that we need someone to uh, help get us through a pandemic, I'm not sure it's going to happen, but I digress. Uh, yeah, I think we're in questionable hands at the moment. Yeah. But On both sides, for sure. Yeah, no, definitely for sure. Like Nancy it's, it's Pelosi's a, a lizard. Nancy Pelosi is a lizard. She's one of the Guys, lizard no, people. for real, though. So yeah. there's this, for all of you who don't know, there's this, uh, some might say a conspiracy theory, but I think it sounds quite valid well what I, what we need to preempt it with or preempt it with is like okay so a lot of people say that when because i've never taken dmt okay. but i have died i so, did but i didn't yeah. see any lizard people when i died i saw something different <laughs> you but, didn't see nancy Pelosi. no but or lot, uh who's the other guy um or uh donald rumsfeld yeah exactly yeah or dick cheney yeah but it's a re- no. It's a real thing because people. A lot of people say when they take DMT, mm-hmm. they see some kind of like lizard people. There's a lot of different. I've heard people. dragons and things yeah. like that, like so, that concept. I don't know 
exactly what that's about. But then there's also this separate theory that, like, within you know people talking about the Illuminati and stuff like that. Well, like they? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 evolved to the point where they're saying that the leaders of the world are lizard people who eat babies. I can see that. And so this brings us full circle to when you look into the eyes of Nancy Pelosi, that bitch could eat babies. Do you not see a lizard? Do you not see a lizard? Because I see, I feel like whatever costume she's wearing, she needs an upgrade because and Mitch seeing McCon- the lizard. And Mitch McConnell literally looks like a turtle, which is like... That's, that's in the family. It's borderline a lizard. Was yeah. it an amphibian? That's what you call them. Don't ask me. They're amphibians, right? Right. <laughs> Don't ask us about. It. Don't don't quote us or. or, or I never take claim a, to be an animal expert or a political expert. But I am a lizard expert. Yeah. When I see Nancy Pelosi, I'm, I'm great at, at finding them. She's one for sure. Yeah, we spotted her as as a lizard person. Um, we also just launched our Instagram and YouTube channel called You and Me and our Facebook page and our Facebook page. Streamlined, but yeah, that's our duo. Now we've been talking about it for a while, but. We officially just made it official, you and me. Officially just made it official. If yes. that's a thing, it, we just, if not, we, we, just just, we just made it a thing. Right. So. Bring it into the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we're going to be doing a bunch of fun. We've already started writing original tunes. Yeah. And doing some fun covers, like that we're going to do some more obscure covers, I think, right? And, yeah, and like try to take different styles you know take take songs and make them our own yeah not just play covers to play covers but like make them our own i think our moby cover is pretty sick yeah and i like i like when i find somebody on youtube or something or instagram doing a really you doing like an old 90s or 80s song or a Mm -hmm. 70s song or something Something that's a little more obscure or something like I that. I agree. It's like, oh, I forgot about this song, you yeah. know? And that's always a cool feeling. And also yeah. taking songs that are really popular and making them really different. Yeah. That I like, too. Yeah, I think our Moby cover um, is really different. And, uh, hey, cool it over there, doggy. Doggy, was he breathing heavy or eating he's, his paws? He's eating his paws. Oh. You know, if you hear the doggy licking his paws on there, it's pretty gross. Wyatt, go get your baby. Go eat your baby. <laughs> um, well, and he chews his nails off, too. Sorry, so, guys. Why it's interrupting. Yeah. So, um... Anyway, what was I saying? Covers. We were talking about covers. Oh, cover songs. Like. Right. Um, yeah, so I like our Moby cover. And... I also... Well, oh, I remember what I was going to say. When we were at the winery, and you and Joe were playing, and you did Overkill by Colin Hay. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, that was... An obs- more, a little bit more off the beaten path yeah. cover, and everybody just perked up. Yeah. And so, and also with Blue Bayou, which is like not a lot of people do that song because I don't think a lot of people can. Um, and I just noticed people's ears perk up when you either play something like that because, like, you play, I don't know, Wagon Wheel or something like that. People sing along sometimes; it's cool, but like, it's not really. You gotta know your crowd. Yeah, it's not really doing anything for anybody. No. Um, and, uh, it's like when the guy who's like 20 with vans on gets up on the stage and plays Wonderwall. We're like, all right. Yeah, we it's get okay. it. We know. We, we feel the it. angst. Right. Yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, I just uh, 
I hope we get to play that movie theater gig. We're supposed to play um, at this movie theater. Delcy Drive-In. The Delcy Drive-In um, on August 29th. And I've got a wedding on the 28th that I'm supposed to do. It's going to be busy. So it's going to be a busy weekend. And uh, I was just looking it's over. The 29th is Saturday. Yeah, 29th is a Saturday. But yeah, right now there's supposed to be a benefit that's going to be put on. And I've been seeing, like I saw Burt Kreischer did a theater gig the other day and it looked pretty awesome i think i've been to that drive-in theater i don't you said you haven't right um it's it's awesome it's uh i think it might be the only drive-in theater left in new jersey don't quote me on that but well yeah i've i've been seeing a lot of bands like g love um a couple other bands um robert randolph did it in wyoming right the thing i got invited to and couldn't go to but um it looked cool um yeah, so I'm I'm hoping that they can get us on the stage and project it onto the screen. That would be awesome. That would be super that dope. Would be super cool, yeah. Just for photos alone. Yeah. Would be awesome. Like a picture of us on stage with us on the screen behind it. Yeah, that's cool. Pretty epic. So yeah. I don't know if they're doing it like that, but I've seen other places do it like that where they have the band or the comedian on the stage and then they project it onto the screen as well. If people stay in their cars and instead of clapping they flick their lights. Oh, that's a cool idea. So I like that. Beep their horns and cool. flick their lights, but I don't know, that might get annoying if somebody you might you might have an epileptic seizure. <laughs> I might. Imagine that, us on stage and they're Yeah, great job and they flick their lights and you just start seizing. Good times. Seizing and farting everywhere, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah. Give my uh, Twitter account a shout out. Okay, go ahead, beat McGriddle. Oh yeah. Well, you were the one that was saying that you thought my tweets were funny. I'm not trying to hype myself up. You are you hyping your own tweets yeah, up? Guys, my tweets are so funny. You should follow me. Follow for follow. At no, you really should follow her. At beep, B E E P. Like how you spell McGriddle? Like the McDonald's sandwich. M C capital G R I D D L E. Okay, well, that's a lot to type in. But if you do type it in. You will find some really obscure, funny tweets that have zero likes and zero comments, but are amazing. Symbolic of the best art in the world. Well, that's yeah, exactly. You're you're uh, unappreciated in your own time. That's right. But I love. I, only, I have to die and I have to revive my Twitter account. Yep. To when find when you die genius. and everyone goes to see your Twitter account, like you're gonna blow up later and be like, she was so funny. How did we not know? I guess I knew, but yeah. Well, it is funny because when we first started dating you were like check out my twitter account and i remember going to check it out and i was like oh my god these are like ridiculously funny but i didn't want to tell you you were that funny because i didn't want you to get a big head yeah well too late for that right yeah sorry as she sits here in her pink sunglasses you've given me a lot more style i can say that's definitely a change that ryan has given me given me since like we've been dating and we've been married is Ryan is more the girl in the relationship and I'm the boy because I, uh, I don't know, I'm very functional. I'm just trying to get stuff done. As far as like my clothing and things like that, art I take seriously and music I'm creative with, but as far as like my clothing, not really. I just had to make you realize that your clothes are art. And yeah, yeah, you changed my perspective. Yeah, That's true. Your, everything you do should be art. Everything you say and do should be some form of expression and art. That's what I, I try to live my life. Yeah. Even though... Like in, funky monks. In, yeah. Even though, like in uh, COVID-19, 
COVID lockdown, I just wear like sweatpants shorts and and That's comfortable clothes. That's my problem. Is I really, really like to be comfortable. Yeah. And I'm cold a lot. Well, luckily we live in the in the age of athleisure. Truth. Can you imagine like living in the 1800s? It's just like time to strap on your corset. I'm oh. like, I'm not doing this day. I'm going back to bed. That would be dope. Yeah. For me. Yeah, for you. Yeah, I'd you like to see. You guys just got the worst suits. Yeah. Nothing's, nothing's really changed. Yeah, that was. Women have slowly been moving out of strangulation. <laughs> it's weird that, like, if you think, like, I don't know if you watch Mad Men or something like that, like, everybody's wearing suits. And I can't imagine being back also in the time of, like, Hamilton and George Washington, something like the, was it right. the late 1700s? Yeah. And wearing. All the shit that they wear. They did have to wear like, a lot of stuff. Like the wigs, men, the men wore wigs that. and stockings and all that weird shit. Like, yeah. I mean, I might actually like that, but still. <laughs> I think you would love to wear think, wigs and stockings. I think stock. I would love to wear a wig and some stockings, but that's a different story. Um, yeah, but like every day, no, going that, that out, would be crazy. Going out pomp and circumstance yeah, like, like what if you had to like run to the door like oh let me grab the milk real quick and it's like what do you put on do you put on do you put on your tights do you put on oh the whole wig like what's acceptable just your and, pants just the trousers and like, like did they really go out and like powder their faces and do all that shit is that real i believe so i think i mean I, i'm not a historian but i don't know if they did the oh you're not a historian I, god damn i it. don't know if they did the uh what are your qualifications for this podcast again i'm I don't know. You're the one who invited me. No, you nepotism. just... Nepotism. This is just nepotism. This is nepotism. You're at he- its finest. I was just going to do a podcast and you just happened to be here. So I was like, well, we'll just we'll just get high and talk to each other. Pretty much. Yeah. We have the best talks. Yeah, we do. We were just talking and I was like, we should record this because we're, we're talking about some interesting things. Yeah, what else were we talking I, about? Yeah, which I don't remember now. Yeah, now I can't remember <laughs> what we were talking about. We were, we I think we were talking about appreciating the little things um and how like if you have a lot of things that luxury can make you kind of insensitive to the real beautiful things in life and you can get so comfortable that there's no struggle in your life that it it dulls your life it makes it boring and uh i think that started because our wi-fi went out today and yeah it was like the end of the world and we're like how can that's what that's what i was just getting ready to say was like i think it started because when I woke up this morning and you were already gone for work, right. you had gone to take care of Connie and I got up and, and everybody like around us didn't have power. I just didn't have Wi-Fi. I still had power, but it was weird because I couldn't get on the internet and I couldn't watch TV and stuff like that. You don't realize how many things are hooked up to Wi-Fi yeah. until your Wi-Fi goes out. Right. Because you're like, oh, hold on, I'll just look at, oh, wait. Oh, well, I'll just watch the show. Oh. And now we're moving into 5G where they want, like, your refrigerator and your washer and your house to be hooked up all through, like, friggin' Alexa through the internet. But then, look, but it was funny because I was, I just felt weird. It just, How do you feel about that? Sorry, the 5G uh, thing. Well. What are your thoughts? Because that's kind of one part of that sounds awesome. Yeah. And another part of that sounds terrifying. Yeah, because then the grid goes down or your Wi-Fi goes down and everything is or all. someone, like breaks into the grid or something and uses it to like shut us down as a country whether it's our own government or another government or i mean that could happen even with us in a very dependent and precarious situation 
that could happen even without 5G because True. they could just do in some sort of EMP, electromagnetic pulse, and take out our power grid okay. and then just make, you know, millions of people not have power. That alone would send us into disarray. Yeah. Like, you think riots are bad now. Right. Wait till the power goes out for weeks, weeks on end. Right. Um, you know, months. Yeah, and then on water and, like, basic needs. Right, and you forget those things until, like, a storm comes like it did and all of a sudden a million people didn't have power and I didn't have just fucking Wi-Fi and I was like oh my god oh my god like what's going on what am I going to watch and then then, then, and then a piece came over me and I just started reading and I played a little guitar and I did some stuff Um, I was looking into like the podcast and just like you like stepped away. Yeah, I just stepped away and was like unplugged a little bit, and it was nice. And I came out. We came outside. We're sitting on the porch, enjoying nature, which we do a, we lot, do that a lot, which is good. But um, we're very blessed by our porch. Yeah. We've watched rainstorms, you know, suns, sunrises, sunsets on the other side. Um, we always sit out here and talk. It's yeah. very enjoyable. Yeah, and so I think that. Um, I think we missed an opportunity because when COVID first started and everybody locked down, mm-hmm. you saw these images from Italy where everybody was singing from their apartments and stuff and they were very together. And I had always thought, even though it would have been horrible, like 9-11 was horrible. It was unifying. It was unifying. And I was like, you know, this country's so divided. The only way we're ever going to get back together is if something like that happens again. Well, this is even bigger than 9-11. Right. 160,000 people This could have been universally died. bonding. This should have brought us together, and in the first couple weeks, it did. It did. Actually, you watched it shift, because, like, March and April, I felt like we were pretty unified. Everyone yeah. was, like, trying to figure out what was going on and protecting but, each other. But also, like every, everyone was, like... Uh, you know, I've, I'm actually spending more time with my family. Right. And, uh, you know, we've been home, so we've all been having family dinners or, like, right. been going on walks. And, like, it made people think different and do different things that were more grounded in family and friends. And and then us being separated, I think, showed us how, how much we need each other. Yes, exactly. I think it started to deteriorate when, um, for one people were struggling financially and are struggling financially that's a big stressor and then things were politicized such as like wearing masks and when's this state gonna open well this state isn't gonna close so now it's become states not a country and that made us divided and it became colored with is this you know a Republican or a Democrat sentiment we're on opposite sides and there we were again and then and then in the middle of it, George Floyd was murdered and which made which was just made the world wake up to just fueling that fire just fueled the you know the systemic racism that we all know is there and and does exist whether you believe we should handle it one way or the other is you know up to you but like Approaches to that topic vary, right. but we can all agree on you, the problem. You can't den- deny if you deny that it exists, then you're not really. And I, it was like I heard a guy saying earlier on a podcast. He was like, you know, a while ago before all the cable news networks, mm-hmm. it was like three, six, and ten. Right. And everybody got together at like five o'clock or eleven o'clock at night, and they all got the news 
from relatively the same type of source. And you had to go to the news. You couldn't just look right. it up at your convenience. Right. You had to tune in at that time. So regardless of what side of it you were on, everyone kind of got the same facts. Right. Well, now everyone lives in like their own bubble where they get fed the facts that they right. like. Right, like people who are on the right constantly are watching Fox and people on the left are watching, you know, CNN and New York Times and they're just swallowing whatever world they put themselves in, you know? Yeah, I, I, well, almost dropped the microphone. Sorry about that, people. Um, yeah, it seems like people just want to live in a bubble and delete the people that don't have the same opinion as them and then have the same people kind of like sharing the same memes and being like, right on, you know, Nancy Pelosi's a bitch and fuck AOC and... Donald Trump's the devil. Yeah, it's almost like a culture that is very, like, you have a patriotism for that culture. Like, there's phrases and there's things like that. But I think we start deleting people who we disagree with or disagree with us. And you start hating the sin or not the sin kind of thing. It's like, we're all people and we're all fallible. And there's people on the left who are wrong. And there's people on the right who are wrong. But the truth is that we're still all humans. And we're all on the same side for that reason. And we need to try to come together and compromise with our differences. We're always going to have differences. It's how we approach those differences that's going to make the difference. I have friends on both sides, and I have things I disagree with, but we can still talk, and we can still converse, and we can still say at the end of the day, I respect you. Yeah, I mean, we live in an area that is very Republican in South Jersey, in Salem County, and we know a lot of people who are very conservative right wing some Trump supporters some not and I know people through being a musician from the city and from all over in different areas different uh, cultural backgrounds different uh, races religions who are totally far left and way way far left I'm probably center center left uh, it just depends on the issue, um, it, you know, it, it, socially, yeah, but like, issue. you know, fiscally, I'd be center right uh, or yeah. or on, you know, maybe abortion. I'm probably more conservative on, you know, right to life and things like that. I'm more conservative. But then on like social issues like drugs and prostitution and personal freedoms yeah. and who you marry and things like that, I'm very progressive and just... In general, I believe we need to like environmentally, yeah, environmentally, super left left and super progressive. Absolutely, like we need to take care of the environment. Yeah, and you know, so and there's things fiscally that I believe in that are probably more on the left on some topics of social security, Medicare, and things like that. And uh, but it's more nuanced. It's not just left and right. I feel like a man on an island. I have no. Party. I feel like whatever your stance is, you should be made to go meet and truly get to know someone who believes the exact opposite as you. So like if you are pro-life, go meet somebody who's pro-choice and get to know them. Get to know their life, you know, and vice versa. If you're pro-choice, get to know somebody who's pro-life. Why do they feel that way, you know? And you can do that for every issue. Look at somebody who's... Um, has a background that's racist, you know, or white supremacist, why are they that way? What made them that way? Because there's always going to be, everyone has a story, 
Yeah, there's you know. a really there's a really cool guy. I wish I could remember his name. Um, he's been on Joe Rogan's podcast, and he's really he's he's really famous, and he's he reminds me of my old music teacher. He's like a heavy set black guy. He's got a lot of soul. He's a blues guitar player and singer and stuff. And I think he was a preacher. And he goes around and meets KKK members and tries to get to know them and talk to them. And he has over a hundred KKK um, like uniforms, uh, sheets, and robes of people who of resigned. Pe- of people who resigned and gave him their their robes and like after they got to know him. after they got to know him. And, and so he That's like amazing. he takes pride in the fact that he goes in and like infiltrates the KKK and brings people out. And yeah, it just, changes people's lives. And that just goes to show, like, you know, sometimes people are just born into an experience and they don't experience anything else other than, you know, racism and could be on the opposite end too, you know? Someone born into a Latino or a black family and they're, uh, you know, scared of another race or, or they see another race as the enemy. Right. We're all just people right. at the end of the day. I mean, that's how I feel anyway. So yeah, no, I try, it's I try not to get too involved with it, but I'm like, it, it almost doesn't make sense to me. But as a musician, I've played with so many different people of so many different races, religions and backgrounds and yeah. uh, experiences and economies, like socioeconomical yeah. situations, poor people, rich people. I mean, and I, but you were like that too in school, right? Like just for kind of just friends with everybody yeah. like you just kind of could for sure rednecks to black kids to uh, the athletes to the nerds to the music people my, like my school's pretty small too so like we weren't clicked up that much there was a lot of circles that pe- crossed other circles you know but i think really like my views started to change when i went to college slash just got older like i so happened to be in college when i was in like my 20s and I, I think that all of us, when you look at yourself and you're like, how long does it take you to start getting ideas that you wonder why you believe certain things? Like, why do I feel that way? You question it. And I think that a lot of people are at least like 18, like the, your late teens and the 20s. And so when you think about what you're born into, there's so much you, you're not a blank slate. And I feel like that's what happened to me. Yeah, I always say, I feel like, I've spent half my life unlearning half the shit I learned in the first half. Of my That's life. a great way of articulating what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, and it's funny because you were very conservative and you've come more towards the center. Yeah. And I was actually very progressive um, growing up and like in college, and I've come more towards the right and into the center. Yeah, it's funny because I think we were like opposite people. Yes. Yeah. Teens. Yeah. Kids. For sure. I was like definitely into like partying, playing guitar, hanging out, smoke weed, drink a 40 and... See, if you had said drink a 40 to me in high school, I'd be like, 40 what? You'd be like, drink, <laughs> drink 40 what? Right, exactly. How many is 40? Right. Like 40 ounces. Like Sublime, 40 ounces of freedom. Yeah, I never even knew what that meant. I don't think you knew what it meant a year ago. I don't think I knew what it meant till just now. <laughs> what well, are those memes like, learn today? Yeah. I was this many days old when I found out that Sublime's 40 ounces of freedom was that. Was actually 40 ounces of alcohol. Right. Of beer. What a coinky day. 
Yeah. Well, on that note, <laughs> I think that we will call it a day. We just wanted to just wanted to pop on and uh, bullshit for a little bit. I hope everybody's safe and having a good day out there. Um, keep on tuning into the Motion Show because uh, I'm going to have lots more content, lots more interviews, and uh, good shit coming your way. So, everybody have a lovely day. See you guys.